He is just willing to do it all. Maybe he's gonna sell his DNA. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do like the uh, uh, like Belle Delphine and sell like her spit and like <laughs> the game the gamer girl bathwater. <laughs> That's so gross. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another rep podcast. <laughs> we have a new setup, uh, and I'm super stoked about it. Yeah, I, I'll I'll post it on the Instagram later. Um, but uh, we went from uh, coffee table and beach chairs to <laughs> an actual bar stool setup, bar table setup. Just like a di- like, I don't, would you call this like a bar stool? I almost want to say it's like a just like a general. I would say, like, if you go, like, to, like, a BJ's or a Cheesecake Factory and you want to sit at the bar, this is, like, kind of the table that they... What's a BJ's? You've you never been to BJ's Brewery? There's a, it's a brewery? Yeah. What is that? I've never heard of it. I mean, it's not... Is, it's it, a not, Cali- is it a California it's thing? It's a California thing. I don't know if they've made their way Midwest or East Coast yet, um, but they're a... I wouldn't even call them a brewery. They're... they're it's like a, it's like a They're sp- the Denny's of breweries. It's like a sports bar brewery type of thing. It used to be a sports bar. Like, I think that's what they tried to come up as, and then they remodeled or rebranded to try and be a competition with Cheesecake Factory. But obviously, you can't compete with Cheesecake Factory. They've been doing it for so long. Do they have a book menu? They do have a book menu. God. Yeah. I, I've been to Cheesecake Factory, I think, twice. You're not a fan? No. What about the- for the cheesecake? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of cheesecake. Oh, okay. So it kind of it really makes it hard for me. Yeah. Um, I also just get very flustered by the aggressive Book menu. menu. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 it's you're right. There's like paragraphs to this fucking shit. It's like I just I just spaghetti. Yeah. Well, mom like, spaghetti. <laughs> mom spaghetti. Yeah. The uh, it's hard because my palms get sweaty. Right. Mom spaghetti. Mm-hmm. The 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 heart. <laughs> when I read it, my knees weak. Get weak. <laughs> Uh, my arms get heavy. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> how many times can we throw mom spaghetti into this today? It depends. Depends on how how, how many moms are making spaghetti. How annoying we want to be. <laughs> my my frustration with my frustration with Cheesecake Factory is more more so about like there's I feel like nothing can be good if there is that much variety because it's not it's 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 that's true. There's like Italian food. There's burgers. There's salads. Um, there's like there's an, Asian a, fusion. There's like food. Asian fusion yeah. food. There's like Mexican mind you, their food. Asian fusion food is orange chicken. Well, I mean, it's it's fucking sad. It's it's a fusion of American uh, sensibilities. I guess not sensibilities. Taste buds. That's you know what's what always confused me is when people call it an Asian salad. I I don't I don't understand the Asian part of the salad. Like it's because it has uh, like walnuts in it and, and like walnuts? mandarin oranges yeah. <laughs> and like a like a. Something I don't know something the, else. The little thing I yeah. What's well, like the crunchy like the crunchy uh, the wontons. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just salad but thrown in like stereotypical With stuff Asian, that sounds Asian, Asian. ingredients. <laughs> therefore, becomes. You know what's another one I've always questioned is when they call it a Mexican cheese blend and you look at it, it's like Jack Cheddar, uh, Monterey Swiss and you're like which part of this is Mexican? Uh, it's because they put like a like a tahini spice on it. <laughs> <laughs> like just mixed into the into the blend, but no, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, 
what's the the one that the cheese that starts with like a c it's like c-o-j uh or something like oh, that oh cojito yeah yeah i feel like that's sometimes cojito cheese yeah sometimes in like the the mexican blend sometimes it's like if you get it from like a a mexican market for sure it's in there but if you go to vons you <laughs> grab their mexican cheese yeah, and you just, look at it it's, it's, it's mozzarella like, jack cheddar yeah that's it yeah uh, <laughs> but the italian cheese blend they got on point the hell's an Italian cheese blend? It's like fromaggio, so it's Italian for cheese. That's that's just that it, is that is that is literally Italian yeah, for cheese. Th- that's literally <laughs> what's on the bag. It's just fromaggio. It's like what what kind of fromaggio? Yeah, Italian fromaggio. Like I get that it's Italian blend. Please tell me what's in this. It's you probably look at the back. It's, it's like just mozzarella, cheddar, yeah. <laughs> American. Yeah, the non-cheese cheese. <laughs> they got us all fucked up on cheese, man. No, I can't eat it. Well, I love Somewhat. it. You can't eat it. I love it. I can eat like little bits of it. This guy's going to murder me. He said when it comes to cheese, YOLO. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> he's also trying to get me to join join him with this uh this like rogue like rogue challenge, mm-hmm. which is just to hold a 200-pound bag, like like sandbag for as long as you can. Like bear hold? Yeah. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. But the prize but the prizes for it is like if you win, it's like like four grand what and like a bunch of like some and like equipment and shit and i was like i'm gonna suffer through the through this as best as i possibly can but i know there's gonna be like some strong man yeah who's like oh yeah i carry around 400 pound like stones yeah and they're just gonna hold it and take a nap what's his name the mountain torm Yorbson. he's just gonna <laughs> pick it up and just stand there and just look at the clock it he's gonna be like this is the easiest four thousand dollars i've ever made hold on i gotta remember his name because it's gonna bother me half thor bjornson there we go. Is that it, what it is? Yeah. Okay. What, I said. I said. You said like Tor. I said Tor Bjornsson. Yeah. <laughs> that was close. I called him the Mountain. People know who the Mountain is. That's fair. If you don't know who the Mountain is, get on that Game of Thrones hype, which uh, I'm rewatching, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's too too much. I don't feel like looking through all these messages. <laughs> Nonetheless, you said like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot happening, and I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to piece it all together. Cheese is yellow. Cheese is cheese is a little bit yellow at the moment. Yeah. ATM. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Eric, what are we going to talk about today? I think the people want to hear our thoughts on the five-time champion going into retirement, Mister Mister Matt Fraser. Is it Fraser or Fraser? I don't know. I don't know. Matt F. Matt F. <laughs> Matt five gold F. Goat. The goat. The goat. The I have always I've always felt weird about the term goat. Why? Because I feel like goat is a it's a it's a time it's like a somewhat time dependent term. Mm-hmm. Because like Matt 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 F is the goat currently. Right. But like at some point in time, potentially somebody else can do better. Therefore, then they will be the goat. Right. So the goat is just like a a, a a note at moment. I think I think it is, and I think it's I think it's fair to say across all sports, right? Like, uh, you know, back in the day, you had Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. They were the goats of their era. Then it passed on to Michael Jordan, who was the goat, and then it went on to Kobe Bryant, who's the goat. Now there's a debate between LeBron and. Uh, 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 what's his name? I'm the wrong person. Basketball. A couple other basketball, basketball. players, right? They like, they're they're just it, it passes on, right? Yeah. Um, 
but like the greatest of all time yeah makes it is kind of like a a, a past present future type of like phrase I, I guess you know yeah so it's like that is that is a contradiction in itself if you keep passing along the goat title yeah yeah so it's like it's i feel like there's like a, a really small like but you don't want to call of it him a, like like gone right the greatest current, of now <laughs> the, the, <laughs> uh or cow con gr- gr- i don't know where i was going with that one uh current currently current best the yeah, cb cbd i'm gonna have to think about it. Cur- currently <laughs> current best dominator dominator cbd cbd there you go um yeah i i yeah i i can see where you're coming from the, <laughs> the goat is it's definitely one of those doesn't make sense but makes sense yeah um like tom brady football goat greatest quarterback of all time in the legacy of great quarterbacks of all time yeah yeah in the uh, in current in current fanfare yeah nonetheless nonetheless uh yeah dude uh yeah, I saw I saw that come through, and I messaged you. Texted you texted me, and I said, "No, he didn't." Yeah, you're, you're a like, fucking liar. Yeah, like, you're like, "Fuck you." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Bullshit." I think I was watching Game of Thrones, and you texted me that. And I was like, "No, get the fuck out of here. You're wrong." Oh no, it was in the morning. Yeah, um, I saw it like right in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was still I was blown away by that. I had to look it up, and I immediately told Cat that you said that to me, and she's the computer whiz, so she found it in three seconds flat, and was just like, "Oh my god!" And she started watching the pot or the listening to the podcast for it, and. Yeah, I was I was blown away. Yeah, um, I will also. I know <laughs> I know we keep having on like random tangents, but uh, also at some point in time, uh, one of my clients is going to call me, and because he's got a question for me because he is doing a podcast as well, or I should say us because I'm going to make us be a part of it. Oh, perfect. Um, which means by extension, everyone listening to this is also going to be a part of this. Hey, you guys are going to be a part of another podcast. So it's going to be a weird inception thing happening. A podcast within a podcast. Yeah. Get your tops a spinning and see what happens. Uh, so yeah, so at some point in time, he's going to call in and we're going to do, uh, I guess, just throw that on there and see yeah. what happens. Enjoy the extra episode into our episode. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> anyway, back to our regular schedule. Back to the goat. Yeah. Super surprised. Yeah. And I, I, I want to make reference to a previous episode when I asked you, how much longer do you think Matt has it? And you said he's going to go until he can't go anymore. And I think... You know, we can agree he's making the decision for himself that, hey, you know, I'm good. I didn't I didn't listen to the the podcast that he was on with. What was it? It's like Savan. Yeah. Savon and Josh Bridges. Right? Josh Bridges. Yeah. Um, I need to listen to it because it looks just like knowing those knowing at least two of them. Seems yeah. like it'd be a fun time. Yeah. Cat Cat listened to it and she was telling me that um, he didn't really answer their direct questions. It, you know, the the hard questions of why. Yeah. What made you? What happened? And he kind of just referenced his his Instagram post of like, you know, I you know, I'm I'm making the decisions that are best for my friends and family and and it it's good. Like, you know, like you and I said earlier, or rather you said earlier, he's he's a very closed person. Like he, he doesn't want you to know his personal life. He which is fair, you know? You need that sense of You need the separation. Separation, yeah. Especially in like I think yes. I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not surprised that he wouldn't say anything because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like on one hand, you know, there's if you listen, if you watch the the fittest documentary, he even kind of makes makes reference to like, you know, he doesn't talk about what he does for like training, yeah, and, um, all that stuff because he never wanted to give anybody the edge. But there's that you know that's the training side. But even then, like, 
even looking at like what he shares on social media is fairly limited for the most part. Um, oh, looks like we're getting a call soon. Yes. <clears throat> um, but it's, it's fairly limited for the most part. And because, yeah, I think he wants to keep, he wants to keep like professional life and personal life separate, which is an awesome thing to have because I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Um, not even, not even just athletes or like, yeah, not even, not even just athletes, but like person, like, you know, people like you and I, mm. um, share so aggressively online yeah. that it's hard to, uh, it's hard to almost separate the two. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised that he was, you know, whatever, whatever his reason might be, maybe he is just like, you know what, I've, I've proven myself well enough at this point mm-hmm. or, you know, there is like family stuff that he's like, maybe he's trying to settle down a little bit it, going back to it. Like even in that fittest thing he was talking about, like, you know, it takes, it takes time, dedication. And I think the biggest one that most professional athletes who are, you know, top of their game talk about is like sacrifice. Yeah. And he references, he's like, I don't get to go to like birthday parties. I don't go to like weddings and bachelor, bachelor parties, parties and yeah. date nights. Yeah. All yeah. these things because his sole focus is being the person, the dominating person that we've seen over mm-hmm. the last i mean five five plus years if yeah. you really want to argue it yeah um so it's yeah it makes sense to me 100 percent makes sense to me yeah i uh i mean I'm, I'm very not that he cares i'm very proud of uh uh his ability to step down at the height of his victory career um you know he, he's he did so humbly you know, he's not like, I'm going out on top. You know, no one's going to beat my record. He was just like, you know what, guys? Uh, CrossFit made me better. Met a lot of really cool people. Met my wife. Yeah. Um, this has been such a great journey. Time for me to move on. Yeah. I. It's interesting that it was done on like a social media post, yeah. like an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Um, but, which I mean, but I guess at the same point, like who who is it to decide how somebody wants to like go out yeah like doesn't matter yeah he went out on his own terms yeah you know which i i appreciate yeah he didn't uh he didn't let uh you know crossfit announce it for him he didn't let nike announce it for him uh you know none of his sponsors none of his nobody that that he's working directly with announced it for him he took his own platform and they followed you know quickly in support just like hey you're the shit we support you we love you you know, we're behind you wherever you go next. I'm sure, I'm sure there, I wonder what like the, what or if there is some like contractual obligation Mm -hmm. that like had to exist behind that. Like if he was going to retire, if he was going to retire, what if he had to have done it? You know, it was like with Nike, like Nike is a massive international corporation. Yeah. Um, like, so do you think, do you, I wonder if he is partially contractually obligated to compete and maybe like the contract is up and he's like, Oh, I can finally get, I'm finally done with this shit. It could be. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, uh, Irving had reached out to us and said, he guarantees that Matt Frazier is going to do something with Nike in the future, whether that be some sort of be part of the Nike training program or, you know, run a Nike, not run, but maybe be the face of a Nike CrossFit facility, whatever it is. I Irving is calling that, that Matt, and Nike will continue to work together in the future. Um, uh, uh, if I was Matt, 
I wouldn't want to give want to give up that Nike money. No, no, definitely yeah. not. If I had Nike, if I had the ability to go, garner Nike money, I would keep it at all expenses. I got a Nike discount, and I don't want to give that up. <laughs> I would love to get some Nike money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I w- I don't see why not. Like, you know, being being so so big and heavy into the sport, I don't. You know, it's it's like. I wonder if he's going to become similar to like, like Shaq, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm not going to be able to name anybody else, so I'm just going to go with Shaq. <laughs> um, but like you know, a a monster on, monster in the sport for his time, yeah. Turned kind of like personality and commentator, and yeah. I wonder if I wonder if that's like maybe an aspect to the route that he's going to take as being kind of like the the resident expert mm. on the on like on the mic, you know, doing stuff, yeah. Which would be really cool. I'd be it'd be really intriguing to hear hear somebody who is like the grandmaster of it all on the sidelines commenting on the performances of the people since most of the people who are doing it commentating commentating at this moment like just do CrossFit I, but weren't massive competitors of I'm, CrossFit. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a truth right now. I'm so tired of the fucking commentators on the fucking CrossFit games and I they they annoy the shit out of me. You don't like uh, Tommy I'm Marquez and Sean Woodland. I'm so over them, <laughs> so <laughs> over them. Yeah. Even okay, like I I love my boy Dan Bailey, but even when Dan Bailey gets on the mic, it's just like, come on, man, just shut your mouth, shut your mouth, <laughs> just stop, just I go back and work out, shut your mouth. I don't think it's that bad. T- to me, it's annoying. I'm just like, <sighs> see, <sighs> no, if if Dan Bailey wants to come back as a uh, a commentator, he needs to come back as Danny Broflex. Oh yes, <laughs> that would make a huge difference. Remember when CrossFit was fun? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we had random nonsense. Like, I think we're gonna go back to that now that you know Frazier's uh, left the door wide open for fun competition instead of seriousness again. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, that was because like. At that time, you know, CrossFit was going through, going around doing their, like, they had their, like, affiliate showcases, mm-hmm. and, nope, oh, here we go. Oh, phone call. Phone call time. We'll uh, put a pin we'll in that. We'll right come there. back. What's up, handsome? Ryan, what's going on, man? Not too bad. How How are you? Doing good. So, you are live on Wicked Wings Podcast. You want to <laughs> say what's up? Uh, what's up? Hey, funny enough, we're also recording, so you're also on ours. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, say, uh, Noah's here. You want to say what's up, Noah? What's up, Ryan? Hey, Noah. How's it going, man? How you been? Yeah. You, you ever, ever going to come work out with us? I mean, I've been, I've been grinding every day, man, so I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to come in. Yeah, running's one thing. I said work out. <laughs> What'd you say? He's been the, he's been the way room. I think he said grinding. <laughs> That's fine. Have him, have him get in our CrossFit workout. Yeah, man. He's got to come tomorrow. You're coming to train with me tomorrow, right? Yeah. I Wait. You're, you're having one tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll, I can try and do I can probably show up for that. It's death by burpees, right? <laughs> no. Oh, well, ig- damn. <laughs> ig- ig- ignore the other guy. <laughs> um, hey, I'm, I'm glad I'm on another rep podcast, too. Yeah, boy. Shout out to another Red Podcast as well. <laughs> That's Ryan's podcast right now. Thank you. All right, so you ready for the first question? Oh, how many, how many questions am I doing? Is this a speed round type of thing, or what's happening? No, we're just going to just ask you, yeah, I'll just ask you a simple question and maybe another one that adds on. All right. See what happens. Rock and roll. All right, so the first question is, so you being a CrossFit athlete, do 
you believe that cross the sport? I guess the sport of CrossFit itself is rising in like I guess the younger generation of athletes, or do you think it's like at like its peak right now, or do you think it's right? What do you think about that? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. That's a really good question. So, I would say, I would say it's it's partially on the rise. Um, I think we're you know if if you're not super inundated with uh the in and ins and outs of crossfit um the sport as a whole kind of i think as the sport as a whole has kind of peaked a little bit um the last couple of years has been a little weird with uh you know um how do i want to say what do i want to say like leadership changes and then with the coronavirus that kind of messed up a lot of what looks when, when we're looking at like competition style um on like the on the big stage that is but kind of I would say like 2018, there was a lot of very big notable names um, coming up through the ranks in like the youth side of like the CrossFit and the CrossFit games itself kind of had a, uh, you know, an under 18 crew for the most part where you saw one of the one of the kind of the new faces to the team for the female side is uh, this girl, um, Haley Adams, who actually, yeah, she actually ranked uh, she ranked fifth this last year um, in on the women's side. So, and she, and she was, a you know, a, a, a first place finisher during the, like the youth side of, uh, the CrossFit games as well. Um, as she was kind of coming up, there's a couple guys. Um, I think there was a guy from Mexico who was uh, crushing it on the world stage. Um, but yeah, over, overall it's kind of, I think it hit a little bit of a, st- a stalemate just because the last couple of years has been weird. Um, but the, the new leadership of CrossFit is taking kind of, you know, the masters, which are, you know, 35 and over, which is funny to say. Uh, but then also the, the youth side as well, um, uh, is really trying to build that up and bring it up because realistically they're going to be the people that are going to, you know, see and further the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's a really, yeah, that was perfectly said, I think. And you know, like there's so many people have very different opinions on CrossFit and stuff mm-hmm. and all, and all that. And it's, and I do think that I, like the overall sport of CrossFit is rising, but then you also will have people, I guess. Well, for example, Jillian Michaels. You guys mm-hmm. did talk about her uh, on one of your podcast episodes, I remember. Yeah. And she obviously has a different opinion on it, and you'll have her saying all this about it, and maybe a bunch of other athletes too who are just going to try and down it. But I, but yeah, I think that might have a somewhat influence. You think on? Do you think that has an influence on the younger generation, like those kind of athletes, like? saying all this about you guys' sport or do you think it's kind of just something that they start doing and they start liking kind of thing well first i would say you're being very generous considering jillian michaels an athlete um well the the fun thing about about it is since the kind of the be- initial rise of of kind of crossfit when it's become a little bit f- when it's kind of moved further into the public domain, it's always been under intense scrutiny from everybody, myself included, before I even actually started to get into it and understand what the, what the, how the methodology works and what it is. I think the hard part is most people view CrossFit by what they see on TV as that is the same thing that people are doing inside the gym than that what any person who's going to step into a CrossFit gym is going to do. And so I think the games gave it a little bit of a negative public per, public perception, which did somewhat tarnish the, I guess, the view, which is kind of where and why you see people like Jillian Michaels and, you know, some other 
other, I guess, pseudo influential fitness people, um, kind of shit on it. But yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And do you consider it? Do you consider CrossFit to be kind of a workout, or do you see it more as a sport? It's two different things. So okay. I think there is there's CrossFit as the exercise methodology, which is the thing that you see gyms doing and how what how they would kind of put people through training programs. It's I mean it's essentially a a method to, you know, produce fitness. No different than I mean different, but like same concepts as like powerlifting, bodybuilding, Olympic weightlifting. It's just a way to go about doing fitness. Then on the on the flip side is the sport and the competitive side of it, which most gyms don't do. Um okay. but there is the the because there is a sport to it, there has to be some level of kind of ascension of ranks to be able to get there. So it's no different than I would argue, you know, looking at, you know, pickup games of football and then the NFL, like one, one is doing it for fun and kind of for, you know, still competition, but for fun where the other one is like the professional level where you're, 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 you're every minute of every day is dedicated to the, you know, the success of your profession. Yeah, I, I can agree more. And it's kind of CrossFit and like, because I remember originally, like my thoughts on it, I was just, I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew that it's it's, kind of, it's a really, it's a very mental type of sport and physical too. But when you compete, I feel like when you do it, you have, it's a lot of mental strength you have to endure. Cause it's a lot of, it's kind of painful at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really heavy weight going at a really fast pace. It's, it's, a, it's a real mental game. And, like, when you see all these athletes, like you, for example, and then other, like, competitors who, who do that, like that one lady you just mentioned, it's an inc- that it's not just the physical aspect of it. Like, the mental strength you have to go through. It's like cross-country almost. Well, so, yeah. Like, well, like just the overall enduring pain part of it, sort of. Definitely. And having to go through it. Definitely. There, there is definitely that part of it. But I would also want to kind of counter that a little bit to say it, it, is, it is really no different than any other professional sport. Um, there is a mount, there is kind of this grind that you have to go through. Now, I think certain sports are going to be a little bit different. Like you don't really see baseball players get too winded. Um, really. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally understand. I mean, yeah, I played baseball and all that. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a, phys- like a sport that physically like really like gets you sort of tired or fatigued in any way, you know, you know what I'm saying? To Yeah. Yeah. Very much to a certain degree. But, um, yeah, but uh, when you respect to baseball players. Yeah, no, no, no disrespect, mad, mad respect. But the, the, to kind of to kind of add on to what you were saying, I think we're kind of what you were talking about the the exercise versus sport. I think a lot of where the lines get blurred is because the stuff that you would see in the sport of CrossFit is very, very similar to what you would do and see in the exercise version of CrossFit as well. So that line gets blurred very easily, and I think there are. You know, there can be gyms and people out there that accidentally, either intentionally or unintentionally, blur those lines and create facilities that are, you know, competition esque. But that's not really where you need to be when, like, grandma is walking into the gym being like, I'm trying to get in shape. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like, you saying that, it kind of does put a perspective on it, like, overall. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's just now it kind of made me realize the whole sport, the whole like i guess sport part and the actual like training part of it yeah yeah because like Definitely. like i said like what most people are going to be doing inside the gym is not the same thing that they're going to be doing 
like that you're going to see on TV when these people are competing. You know, if, uh, you know, if you were to walk in, say to a class that I was coaching, like, you're not going to be like trying to snatch super heavy and do like muscle ups and like go for mile sprints. Like that doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense for really most people. Um, but it's going to be very similar. I mean, what, what you would do would be very similar to, you know, a regular training program. I think one of my buddies actually has a question for you. Yeah, well, my, yeah, my friend, my friend Alex is also, is also on this podcast. Hello, he Alex. He learned, yeah, he's, he said he just learned a lot from uh, what you just said on the about CrossFit. Good. I look like like anything in life, it's uh, you got to be careful when you're trying to judge a book by its cover. And there's a lot of people that have opinions on stuff that know nothing about it, i.e., Jillian Michaels. So yeah, just yeah. <laughs> just be careful. Just be careful about that. But know that uh, you know if it's if there's hundreds of thousands of people across the world that are partaking in it, it's probably not nearly as bad as what a lot of people want to make it out to believe. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan, for being on, and we appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you, my man. All right. All right. Later's. Caleb asked some really good questions. That was a really good question. That was those were really good questions. Man, putting us to shame. That podcast is going to go far. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a super good question. I, I didn't I, I didn't catch the name of their podcast. I did not either. Oh shit! Uh, well, <laughs> it's fine. He's going to hear this now, and he's going to be like, "Fuck." I don't think he listens to this. Uh, he has to listen to it. He t- he called out that we talked about Jillian Michaels. Maybe. <laughs> Let me shoot him a text real quick and be like, "What the hell's the name of this thing?" Caleb, we want to we want to say your podcast name right. We don't want to fuck it up. Dude, it sounded like he said "Wicked Wings." That's what I heard, but I wasn't sure. <clears throat> yeah, that was a that was a good question. That was a really good question. I really like those questions. How'd I do? How'd I answer? I think you did uh, pretty immaculate. Ooh, yes. Oh, I would I would definitely give that eleven out of ten. Oh hell yeah! This is Spinal Tap, baby. Yeah, yeah it was kind of. I had to like, cause he's a client. <laughs> he's also a client of mine, <laughs> um, and a kid. So there's a. Uh, I had to like try and quickly convert over to like adult talking to kid slash grown up mode. Yeah, kind of like grown up slash coach mode. Isn't it weird? Did you have to do that? Like you went to you went to being adult real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I had to like watch my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> careful what i say and I how i say, say it fuck what's I, up i wanted to say fuck on, <laughs> on that and i was like wait 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 no no don't. <laughs> they're 16 this is this is being recorded yeah i don't i don't need to be that guy yeah so whatever um no i appreciate that like i appreciate that there's one he was willing to ask me that question mm-hmm. or just ask me questions about it but then yeah. two i appreciate the inquisitiveness of like kind of wanting to dive a little bit deeper into yeah. a little bit deeper into it because I think there is such a, such a harsh negative or there can be a negative viewpoint from kind of, again, the outsiders looking in mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's not what it seems or it's not what it's perceived to be when it's, you know, made out to be the devil. Yeah. So, but then you get there and it is the devil. I mean, it is, it, it, it is suck. Yeah. We, we do have devil press. Yeah. So. <laughs> I damn it, uh, <laughs> Dubai for creating that one. <laughs> Stupid Dubai. I'm pretty sure that's where I first saw it. I think that was, yeah, I agree. And speaking of Dubai, mm-hmm. did you know? Do sell? <laughs> no. Damn it. 
It just reminds me of my Dungeons and Dragons familiar name. Um, Tell me. So, so my my name uh, was Jafar. Mm-hmm. It was my character, and my familiar's name familiar's name was Janir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of Dubai mm-hmm. and the goat and the goat, mm-hmm. did you know that? Um, you know what? I have all this stuff in chronological order. I shouldn't even attempt to try and cherry pick this. No, just go down cherry the list. picks through this. Yeah. So here, so to just kind of highlight the accolades that is the 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 storied history of one Matt F. Mm-hmm. Wicked Wings podcast is the name of it. So we had it right. Okay, good. Shout out to Wicked Wings. God, this is gonna be so hard for people to follow. <laughs> and and Caleb. <laughs> yeah, and Caleb, and Noah. Those were good questions, Caleb. It was, those were very good questions. Um, you got us all fucked up now on our train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, uh, also good to hear from Noah. Noah is like, he's a, for a high schooler, he's yeah. a monster. I think you told me about him. He's a big dude. Yeah. Like, it's it's impressive. Um, he stays grinding, like he said. Yeah, as he said. <laughs> it's true, man. So anyway, back to the the storied history of Matt Fraser. So, um, so do you know when Matt Fraser's first crossfit open was uh i believe it was 2014 13 13 correct. Damn it. so 2013 <laughs> was the first open that matt competed in and he placed 192nd yes as this a very very new athlete um but with that placing it was actually good enough to go uh, put him into regionals back then which uh, which was the north northeast regionals because he was up in uh, actually at CrossFit Champlain mm-hmm. if you remember that Champlain I think that's how it was pronounced um, where he finished fifth sadly at the time that was outside of the rankings but he finished top five in the regionals After for his first coming one hundred ninety second like, first open yeah Insane. was it it was it was top three right from each region or was it four uh top three three yep. Yep, yep, yep. It wasn't until 2000 and... It's when they consolidated the regions. Yeah. I when think they did top five. 15. Um, I don't... Yes. I think it was 15. 15 or 16 where it was like top... It were, they consolidated and yeah. took top five. Well, because yeah. like, 2015 is when I moved out here mm-hmm. and it was just the California regional. Right. And then it turned into like the super regional, the which Coast. was then like West Canada as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I think West was what Canada, born was that, and raised. Was that 2018? Uh, I think it was 2018, 17 or 18 when they did that. Because I remember that's when Brent Fakowski won the regional. And that's I think that's also the year he came in third. It might have been 18. Yeah. Yeah. 18. Yeah, that sounds right. Because that was post-shoulder. Yeah. Same. I was trying to think because 16 was fucked up. 17 was my first year back. And then 18 was, yeah. I think yeah. it was 18. Yeah, because 18 was the messed up one for me mm-hmm. where I couldn't compete. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So speaking on regionals, so as regionals existed from essentially 24, well, for the entirety of when they existed, mm-hmm. but in, in the story of Matt from 2014 to 2018, um, he had uh, 33 total event wins or total. He uh, There was 33 total events. He had 19 event wins. So over half oh way over half yeah um he on with the within those 19 uh 19 event wins oh wait no jesus christ within those 30 jesus i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start the entire thing over 
because I fucked all of that up. So I just need to read. In 1933. Back. <laughs> so, god damn. Okay. So, from the regionals that Matt competed in from uh-huh. 2014 to 2018, mm-hmm. he had 33 total. There was 33 total events. 19 of those events he won. Six of those events he had a top three finish. Three of those he had a top five finishes. And then four of those finishes were between sixth and ninth. In all of them, none of them did he finish higher than 10th or lower than 10th. Jesus. So uh, my boy crushed it. Yeah. That's crazy to think like to go from not making regionals to then. To not not making regionals. To not not making regionals <laughs> for the rest of their existence, at least at the moment. And then to not not making the games. And then making. Yeah. So he went from <laughs> he went from 2013 not making regionals. To then only going to the games from there on out. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's insane. So speaking of the games, so from twenty so twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, so he had two event wins, seven second place finishes, and two third place finishes, which is crazy. And overall his average event finish was uh tenth, essentially. Mm. So is, is essentially his uh freshman and sophomore year of competing at the CrossFit Games. is a top 10 athlete. Is a top 10 athlete. Yeah. His freshman and sophomore year. Insane. He's a fucking monster. Insane. So then 2016 to 2018. We all know what happened. We know where things go. <laughs> so in those in those three years, he competed in a total of 42 events at the Games. Holy fuck. So that's, yeah, that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Um, I mean, that's across three yeah, separate three events. Yeah, three separate series, or, you know, yeah, games. Yeah, games, events, yeah. or games, not events. You said 48? 42. 42? 42. 42. What was so, that? 14 events per game? Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to do quick math. Three times 14 is 42. Perfect. So, over those three years, he only had two finishes worse than 11th. So, of <laughs> so 40 of those events were better than 11th. Jesus. One of those was a 23rd in the ranch deadlift event, which I think that was the one that uh, uh, was the Sam Dancer one. Mm. He crushed it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Look at those fucking legs. Yeah, he had like he had like a 500 plus deadlift. <sighs> that guy, or, could, yeah, like 550. I yeah, think it was. that guy could fucking stomp through a car if he wanted <laughs> to. He's a monster. He is, his legs, each of his legs are monsters. Right. He's in a cool their dude. own right. Um, fun fact, huh. I competed against him once. Did you really? Yeah. In a leg contest or? <laughs> no, thank oh. God. <laughs> thank God it wasn't one of those. <laughs> um, no, I competed at this uh, this competition in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Nice. And it was a uh, fairly That's big. where the Simpsons are. Uh, no, they're from just Springfield. There's like six Springfields. There is, and they don't say which one they're from. Yeah, they never say. And they also never reference that. It's actually Illinois, so it's sadly. <laughs> um, no, I competed against Sam Dancer in this competition down in Springfield. Um, I forget the name of the gym because it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a pretty big competition. We actually competed inside the uh, one of the. There's like a big like, uh, like amphitheater thing, like indoor theater out there. Mm-hmm. Not amphitheater, um, stadium essentially. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it was this huge event like inside. It was awesome. That's cool. And. I didn't know who Sam Dancer was because he's from the Midwest. I think yeah. his gym is out in Iowa. Okay. If I remember correctly. No. Yeah. Either it's either Iowa or might be Illinois. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um but yeah, he was down there. And I just remember the name. 
Like I remember hearing Sam dance. It's hard to forget that name. Yeah, and I was like, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Um Yeah, but that was a really, really fun competition. I think I've I don't remember what I finished. I think I was like eighth or ninth or something like that. Top ten. Yeah. No, that was a I, that was a good one for that's me. Something you and Matt have in common. Yeah. Well, lookout games. Yeah. Ryan well, now Zabino, that he, now that he's gone, twenty twenty one. Here I come. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm just gonna have to. I don't remember what I finished last year in the open. It's like in the thousands, thousands. Was it below ten thousand? Maybe. Still top. 10 I, st- I still got it. Still top ten. Just <laughs> add a couple zeros to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. All right. So where was I at? Okay. So. So, yeah, so the deadlift was kind of the one. That's where Sam Dancer just blew it out of the water. The other was a 20, 20th finish in the Assault Banger workout in 2017, which I probably should have done a little bit more research because I don't remember what that workout was. I don't remember was. that one either. Um, I'm assuming it had to do with the bike. It's a fair assumption. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so whatever whatever that one was in 2017, that's the one that he, uh, he did. So then moving on and... Moving on into 2019 and mm-hmm. 2020 games. Did he win those? Remind me. Um. Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. In case you're curious. Yeah. Um. He has effectively won since um, 2015. <laughs> so, 20, yeah, 2016, 2018, he won. So, 20, 2019, 2020. Um, so, 2019 was the very weird year where now we saw the uh, the world come in with national champions. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, again, if you if you haven't watched it, uh, you should watch The the Fittest, uh, just because it is a really interesting, like, showing of, like, it's, it's a good behind the scenes of, like, what was going on, because there's a lot of it that, there's a lot of parts to the games that people don't see when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, athlete briefings and kind of, like, at, just, like, information that gets kind of brought out to people. Yeah. Um, I was a little privy to it cause we sponsored an athlete, um, and got to work with somebody that went to the, went to the games in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I've, I've always, I, before we go into the rest of this, how did you feel about the 2019 games? It was an interesting t- I, I compared it to the Olympics where you're getting a national champion from each of these regions to compete. And I thought it was really cool. Like, um, you know, they had that one athlete from Greece. It was just like, oh, shit. I never would have thought somebody from Greece would have taken a top, you know, a, a games finalist position. The the super strong beefy guy? Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. But I, but that guy. And yeah. then uh, um, there was another that was on the women's side, too. It was like a... I think was also from Greece. Um, but I was just like, Jesus Christ, like these are, these are people you've never heard of before. Yeah. And they're coming up and they're showing up and they're at least making it out of the first day. You know, a lot of them didn't, <laughs> a lot of them didn't, but the ones that, the ones that you've never seen before, the ones that actually did make it to day two, you're like, Hell Holy yeah. fuck. Like, that's awesome. I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool approach. I agree. I agree. I thought it was a really, really cool that, it opened up the door for the world for the world stage mm-hmm. to see or sorry it opened up the door for the world to feasibly put on the world stage because the the dominance of specific regions of the world is so strong yeah that 
it's really hard to get new faces on the field. For sure. Um, now, the other negative to that, though, is the coverage. And this is kind of one of my big gripes when it comes to kind of the the game's coverage is they, they talk about like six people almost exclusively. Yeah. Uh, like in that fittest documentary, you know, it's, I understand why you would want to follow along, follow along like Matt, Tia. And they also kind of did a little bit of James Newberry, which I thought was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. you know, Noah and uh, Healy Adams. And then like kind of a little bit of like Patrick Vellner, Brett Bukowski and uh, um, Brooke Wells. Mm-hmm. That was kind of it. And it's a little. It was a little frustrating to watch that fittest documentary because there were 150 athletes on both the men and women's side. Yeah, that like you could have highlighted some of these like absolute no named people. Yeah, in some capacity, so like this is their first appearance at the games, or this is their first time the country's being represented at the games. Yeah, you know, like that would have been way cooler. I agree with you're saying. Like we know Matt and Tia's story. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Follow somebody else. I mean, know? or at least just put a little highlight reel in there. Yeah. Be like, hey, here's something. Here's the person from Sudan. Yeah. That made it to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Probably a country you've never heard of. Yeah. And here's and here's like the the be- the fittest woman in Turkmenistan. Yes. Like that would have been pretty neat. Because um, then it would have opened other people's eyes towards watching the games. Like they're from a small country, like I am. Yeah. I should pursue this sport and see what happens. Well, one hundred percent. But also to even think about too the fact that like. You know, you have again, uh, hundred hundred plus people that nobody knows. Yeah. There is no like you know, generally from like the on mm-hmm. the on the grander stage, no one knows who they are. Um, to have a like a little bit of coverage to be like, here are the athletes from Plank. Like other than just kind of like the opening ceremony where they were walking out to their national anthems and carrying their flags. Yeah. Um, you know that would have been really really cool for like the people in those country who th- they're going to do one event like yeah. there's a lot of people who did one event and that was it and they never got their name said at least as far as i was aware yeah um they did, like didn't get their like rec any recognition for you, that <laughs> all you saw was the cutoff line and then those who didn't make it yeah and their names were on you it. saw their name on the leaderboard of the <laughs> ones who weren't going to make it and that was it yeah and then from from there Pretty much the way that CrossFit Games usually How is, they usually go, yeah. is they just show like the, the top, top 10. ten. Yeah, that's and it. You're like, and you might be like 11th or 12th and be able to see your name on there. Yeah, you, you'll get the next page as they flip it over. They're like, oh, and in the chase for top 10. Yeah, is here's like here's like two more people, and that's that's briefly. It. So <laughs> I was yeah a little frustrated about that, but yeah, I thought the 2019 games was really cool. I wish they would have, I wish they would have done cuts differently mm-hmm. to give a little bit more opportunity for like point spread. Right. Um, I mean, even in it, they talk about like, you know, Matt, Matt was even talking. He's like, what's the point of winning when like the person below, like the person who comes in second is only like four points away from you, Mm -hmm. which is why like the, that, that race was so tight between him and Noah for the, almost the entire time. Yeah. Uh, because the point spread was so close. So anyway, Mm -hmm. um, cool year nonetheless. Yes. Very good year. Um, but so in 2019, um, even though he did have a very close second to, uh, he had a close second with Noah Olson, a fairly close second, I should say. Um, he won half of the events. So six out of 12, He <laughs> and he took second on two other workouts. Jesus. So crushed it. Now, 2020 was probably the weirdest year. Yeah. 
understandably so. What happened last year? Um, you know, as uh, the Game Grumps call it, mm-hmm. the uh, the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, they're just. I knew something was happening. Everyone was just trying to catch tickets. Yeah. You know, and they had to shut the world down because of it. God damn it, guys! Breaking Ticketmaster left and right. I know. Fucking a. If ugh, thank God it wasn't the Spice Girls. Oh, it would have been. That would have ruined the world. It would have been a nightmare. That would have ruined the world. Just bodies. Nuclear holocaust everywhere. Oh, would have been horrible. Yeah, they would have to get Jerry Spice back though. I hear she's not talking with any of them, but Jerry Spice. Yeah, the redhead. <laughs> Is there a joke that I'm not getting? No, that's that's that was her name. There was no Jerry Spice. Yeah, wasn't her name Jerry? What was it? Um, there were Sporty. Sporty. Baby. S- baby. Scary. Scary. Oh, Ginger. Sorry. Ginger. Jerry. Ginger. Jerry? Her name's Jerry. <laughs> her name's Jerry. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's what they, that's what like a Girl Scout troop who's like doing a, uh, a Girl Scout rent or uh, Spice Girls rendition, like that's what they call like the dad who's like chauffeuring <laughs> them around. He's Jerry Spice. And they're, they're like, <laughs> and the, when the the moms are all like, "And who are you? I'm Jerry Spice." <laughs> oh my god! There you go. I'm funny sometimes. Sometimes might not be that funny, but who knows? <laughs> anyway, so 2020, uh, weird year. So this is where they broke it up into uh, like different stages mm-hmm. of the like a qualifying process. Yeah. So still at the open. Um, and then, yeah, so classic CrossFit open, um, he took a uh, second, fourth, eighth in these niche specialty tests, mm-hmm. um, stage two, which was then going into like the kind of the pre-qualifiers where we kind of saw like regionals esque. Um, it was a, you know, one is <laughs> so a one that, or no, I had that backwards. Stage one was the qualifiers. Yeah. My bad. Stage two was the games. <laughs> My apologies. So stage two was, you know, just a unbelievable dominating series of events. Destruction. So out of 12 events, he won 10 of them. <laughs> uh, and the two he lost was the CrossFit total mm-hmm. where he came in second. By seven pounds. I was going to say it was on the squat, right? I think it was on the squat. I think so. And then on swimming stuff, one of my favorite workouts. Oh, God, that one. Such a good workout. So fun. Uh, He came in second again by eight seconds. Yeah. So very, very close differences. Yeah. So so it was crazy, crazy miss. And then in, in 2020, it was the highest... Uh, differential from first to second, right? Oh, I have that actually. So this is his margin of victory during his five-year reign. So his average um, margin of victory was 242 points. Jesus That's Christ. how much he won above everybody. So now in order from uh, 2015 to 2020, it was 197 points, 216, then 220, 35 was the close year was 2019 with the all the craziness and then the following 2020 year was 545 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. so all those other years brought it down yeah all of those other, other years, years. Brought, specifically 2019 god so, that's insane to win the crossed games by 500 points now we we kind of talked about we it did, when we yeah. recapped the 2020 stuff. We did. It was a little bit of like an asterisk year, yeah. Because there's only five competitors. Yes. Like 
fun times nonetheless, but it was only five. Yeah. So like that does, you know, I think ultimately, and if, you know, what we've just said, and there's, there's even more that I have on here, um, that hasn't, uh, you know, if it hasn't stuck, he probably would have won regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the point spread probably would have been a little bit closer to that average of that, you know, 200 range, give yeah, or take. For sure. Yeah, even if it was, you know, the, the 50, then the 25 and then the 10. Okay. You ready for some more? It's unbelievable, love, staggering. I points. love Matt Fraser facts. God, Fraser facts. Fraser facts. <laughs> Fast Fraser facts. Um, so in the seven years that uh, Matt competed at the games, his average event finish across all events was fifth. Wow. Technically five point seven. Wow. In twenty twenty, his average finish finishing place was first. <laughs> to be more precise, one point seven. Oh my god. Because he had two second place finishes. So here's more fun facts. Across those seven years of games competitions, Frazier earned eighty three percent of all possible points available to him. Wow. Yes. Wow. So in twenty twenty, between stage one and stage two, Frazier accumulated ninety-five percent of all available points. Prior to that, his career best was in 2017 when he took 87% of all possible points. <laughs> He's hungry, man. He was hungry. So if you only look at his five championship years, he earned 86% of all possible points, only finishing 20th or worse three times out of 73 total events. That's ridiculous. He placed first, second, or third in 48 of those 73 events, or 66% of all games events during those five years, he finished top three. So two-thirds of all events in five years, he was one, two, or three. That's an insane amount. 48 top three finishes in 25 out of top three finishes. That's not even to say that they were – he could have been a fourth. It could have been a fifth. But fuck, man, that's insane. So to add even more to it. More insanity. So – in so in any in person or live competition that Frazier has competed in, he has won. So that's every CrossFit Games starting in 2015, and then now also including when we saw sanctionals, where he won the Dubai CrossFit Championship, Strength and Depth, and Rogue. Fuck. <laughs> so technically, he has outside of the games. He also, if you include the games, he yeah. has uh, eight first place finishes in any event he's competed in God. in the last five years. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, maybe he will retain the goat title. <laughs> he might yeah. actually. Now that I, now that I started throwing this stuff he's out there, all the he numbers might. out here. So to add a little bit more into just some some context. So he's won 29 total, 29 individual events in the CrossFit Games in his career. Froning is second on the men's side, at least, with 16. Josh Bridges is third with eight. And now Tia, Ter- Tia Claire Toomey has 24 CrossFit Games event wins, with Annie Thor's outer and Katrin David's outer are tied for second with 13. Damn. So just to also add into the dominance that is Tia Claire Toomey. Mm-hmm. So this will be fun to kind of figure out these, uh, you know, see what the stats are for Tia. So 
Some yeah. someday we'll have to go through those. We'll do a TA episode. Um, when yeah. she when she retires. Yeah, when she retires, we'll look <laughs> lo- we'll look back at her ridiculous history oh as well. My God, her monstrous career. Yeah. So, uh, that is uh, pretty much everything that I have on Matt Frazier. Yeah. So, in case you're curious, why uh, he is so unbelievably domineering, dominating. Yeah. That's why dominated. Past tense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it was really interesting. I was reading an uh, an article about uh, about this. Uh, it was on the morning chalk up. Oh yeah. From uh, with Chris Henshaw, mm-hmm. who is kind of the aerobic capacity guy. And so he was, he was kind of talking about why Matt is the person who like who won or who is the winner. Yeah. And he was talking about how, well, one, he essentially, he started the aerobic capacity stuff like while he was getting, getting it essentially from Froning. And he went to one of the seminars and met, met Henshaw, 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 Henshaw. (laughs) I can't remember how to say it. (laughs) Chris Henshaw. Yes. And, um, Pretty much was like, I don't want to get it from some online source. I want to talk to the person specifically. Mm-hmm. And Henshaw was talking about how he was like, he wanted to understand the why behind it. Because the sec- once he started understanding the why, he could rationalize it and then put it into action. Yeah. And that's where he, like, he started working with him and would like just go through all of these like crazy things. And even, and, and even Henshaw made it, like, Henshaw has been pretty open and vocal about how in you know a broad speaking sense that the crossfit games is realistically an aerobic event if you think about how it is across time yeah um and so and it's you know maybe not common knowledge but within the within the fitness world understand and understood that when you are a when you are very aerobically like high VO2, all these things, it really does affect your recovery in such a way that it can make you, it can make or break you when it comes to like going from event to event to event. So if I had a really great VO2 and higher aerobic capacity, that marathon (laughs) training, like training competition day that I did, I probably would have been a little bit in better shape as I could have probably recovered between events. But even Matt during the the uh, the fittest documentary in between kind of Ringer One and Ringer Two, he was talking about how he's like one I will hurt more than anybody. Yeah. But then also he was there was a a break in between events and he Matt was like even saying that he's like if you give me a minute he's like I will be ninety five percent recovered. Mm-hmm. He's like and I know that nobody else will be able to do that. Yeah. And he's like, that's why I can push myself so hard because I can recover faster and better than anybody else that's going to step foot on this field. Yeah. And uh, Hinshaw backed that up and he was like, he was 100% correct. Yeah. Like he 100% could and did. <laughs> he, he, yeah. I mean, he trained that way. He trained his body that way. You know, he had that that killer mentality is, you know, like you said, he's like, I will, I'm willing to hurt more than anyone on this field to, to finish first, to, to get that win. Yeah. You know, uh, that man was a monster. Not was is yeah he, he is still a monster. is he is a monster that shit ain't he's changing. a retired monster he's now a retired monster yeah it's um yeah it's it's gonna be what was I gonna say on that uh shit I don't remember I bet I could beat him in basketball though <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm taller maybe he's gonna do bobsled now like everybody else oh god because we got we got we got Tia yeah and uh, James Newberry uh-huh. doing bobsled and. Uh, 
Oh, no. I was thinking of uh, Colleen Fosh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. She's also doing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go bobsledding. Well, they shouldn't because there's definitely less money in in any, any USA. <laughs> <laughs> there is 100% significantly less money in USA sports, yeah. uh, especially on the Olympic side. They're severely underfunded, especially winter sports. Yeah. You ain't making no money. No, you do. You, I think you do that for pride. Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Pride. Uh, like, I know <clears throat> I I did when I was diving, you know, I, I dove with some Olympians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to pat myself on the back, <laughs> not to brag a little bit, but even some of the, like, some of them, like, they're like, I can't understand that world. Yeah. Like gold medalist in the Olympics in diving and is also like a music teacher. Like what a like what a weird world to be in. Yeah. Where well, I it, I I've heard and I don't know if it's changed since but like for the US you have to pay for your own medal. Like you have to pay the taxes on receiving your medal to take it home with you. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, you I, you win money. You win money, right? But like you don't you technically don't own your gold medal. You have to buy it. Is is what I heard. I hope to God that's not true. I, I, that's what I heard, and I I was pretty upset when I heard that. I was like, how, how the fuck are you gonna make your country's athlete buy their own fucking medal? They earn that shit. You buy it for them. You fucking cheap fuck. I want to look that up. Look it up right now. Yeah, because fact check me. Well, it's less of fact checking me, but I need to know if I'm supposed to be mad or not. Oh, because be I, I need to figure together. out how mad to be. <laughs> Let's be mad together. I, I, you know, again, this is what I heard, and I'm, I'm hoping it's not true, but I was mad when I heard it. So, um, all right, see. The U.S. Olympic Committee awards twenty five thousand dollars for gold medals, fifteen thousand for silver, and ten thousand for bronze. That's not all. Olympians also have to pay tax on the value of the medals themselves. What? Gold and silver medals are made mostly of silver, while bronze medals are composed of mostly copper. Rio's medals are among the largest and heaviest ever and contain about 500 grams of either silver or copper. The value of a gold medal is about $564. Silver is worth about $305. Bronze is worth negligible amount, so it's not taxed. <laughs> Ouch. Uh. Um. Yeah, but yeah, this is the this is the biggest thing. Like, especially like looking across the world. Yeah, the U.S. So this is what they also note is that the U.S. is one of the only countries that doesn't provide government funding to its uh, Olympians. Yeah, which is so true. Yeah, like they get negligible amounts of of stipend to pay. Like I was I was re- listening to a podcast with I think her name's Lauren Gibbs, who is on who is on the U.S. women's bobsled team, and they like have to go out and like fundraise. Yeah, and they're the stipend that they get barely covers the housing and like they all like live together Mm -hmm. so like that's crazy um yeah joe rogan had a jordan burroughs on he's on the wrestling team the the u.s uh, men's olympic wrestling team and he was saying the same thing it's like he's like we're the only country that doesn't pay for our olympians to be olympians jesus it's like they're (laughs) they're competing for the country and you want them to pay for it themselves yeah it's crazy that's such a crazy concept like i remember hearing about that um i was taking when i was taking a weightlifting class or my usaw like cert there were um 
there were some athletes from like Armenia, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where they actually don't remember where they were from, but they're somewhere in Europe, like Eastern Europe. And we were talking about um, just like how it works. Cause one of the other people that were there, um, Holly Mangold also competed in the Olympics and they were talking about how they're like, like they're, they're paid by the country. Mm-hmm. Like they get a paycheck. They, you know, the country supports them because, and you know, obviously wants them to do well because they are representing the their country, country yeah. as a whole. They're dedicating their entire life and body to the country. Yeah. On a world stage. Yeah. Like it's, I don't want, I feel, I'm going to caution. I'm, uh, I feel, feel nervous about making this comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. But in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. it's similar to like military service. Mm-hmm. Like you are dedicating your, you know, your, yourself to the country, the service of your country, the yeah. service of your country. And, you know, very, in a different way. Right. Um, You're not risking your life, but you are giving your body and your Full commitment. Like, yeah, your commitment, your time, like, yeah. you know, your, you know, pseudo freedoms. Right. To, uh, to uh, a, a kind of a, an ethereal entity. Mm-hmm. And uh, to a certain degree, like, you should be compensated for that. Like, Absolutely. I think especially from, from the thing that you're doing it for. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. So. Nah, you know, they just want you to go out and do car wash fundraisers and you know pay your own fucking way <laughs> sell to can- the olympics sell candles and uh cutco knives yeah stand outside with a box of fucking candy and hopefully get a dollar per bar yeah <laughs> that's insane way to go government but anyway um yeah maybe matt's gonna maybe matt's gonna pursue like weightlifting or you think you go back to it because that's where he started it is where he started maybe maybe it all comes full circle maybe shit maybe he's tired of being a CrossFit champion, he wants to be go to the Olympics. Be, be like, he'd be like Tia. Yeah. <laughs> go He's like, what else can I get gold medals in? Yeah. <laughs> Ping pong. <laughs> Cur- he could, I could see him doing curling. I could see him doing curling. I he, could see him doing, uh, uh, I mean, he loves to shoot now. So, like, I could see him doing competitive shooting, too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Fuck, man. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah. That, that For that guy, sky's the limit. And even then. Yeah. Especially with that, with the... With kind of that, I mean, the clear dedication mm-hmm. to success, um, it's a, uh, it's very much inspiring. Yeah. To uh, to kind of look at and I uh, if I I when we were watching when Marissa and I were watching the fittest, you know, she she likes to, when she works out, she likes to watch like the CrossFit documentaries or she watches like Cheer because she, she's like they're also like hardworking and she's like I can't not work out while I'm watching this stuff because then I feel like I'm failing them <laughs> and I was like what a great thing to think about like that's awesome yeah um but man like when i was watching the fittest and just like again just watching matt and tia just go rush yeah and, I, and i'm like if i can harness like just a a, a small minute a aspect of that of that yeah. like ferocity for or like viciousness for success i'm like god damn my life would be awesome yeah. so much more better <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that their their dedication their mental man it's it's strong it's otherworldly it really is it's it, crazy it really is. And, i mean you can only compare the two to each other you there i don't think there's anybody out there that you compare them to besides them themselves at this point no yeah not really it's like oh who's matt like tia yeah who's tia like matt, matt. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they are the two most dominating, uh, dominating faces to the sport. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I think if there's anything kind of to like, I think the, the, the storied history of Matt is awesome too, on so many levels that he's kind of going out on this high note, mm-hmm. um, not just from like a su- success wise, but like, I feel like he's universally kind of liked, like there's not really much you can bad, you can say about him. Like mm-hmm. sure. Other than maybe he comes across as arrogant. Yeah. On My like, cousin it, Jeff called him a dick. <laughs> so. Like he could, I mean, you can see that, right? Like, yeah. you know, you watch some of these interviews and you listen to him, like, you know, especially in like the game stuff where, but he's also like, you also have to kind of put that contextually. Like he's also in game mode. Yeah. Like he is in competition mode at that point. Like it's not just a lazy Sunday, like back at his house, like probably going to have a little bit of a different tone to him. Yeah. So I don't think he has lazy Sundays at his house or he does now. He does now, but I don't think he did. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But like, you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. You know, on his rest days. Which are probably still our workouts at yeah. this point. God damn it! But he's leaving on such a high note, and he's leaving with like with essentially good taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah, like everybody likes him. Yeah, like he's universally liked. Like he's at least as far as I'm aware, has never really been an asshole, mm-hmm. um, or like really rubbed people the wrong way. Like he just seems like people. Like he seems like a good dude. Yeah. And I think like I I think about that a lot when it comes to like competitors and how I watch competitors like react and you know deal with stuff. And I think a lot. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of that has to come from you know when he had his time with Bergeron Mm -hmm. because that's you know Bergeron's entire well a lot of his concept is about building better humans yeah to make better athletes and all of the philosophical like stoic aspects of how like if you ever listen to you know the you know, bet Bergeron's like podcast or like things that he writes, or if you read his book. Yeah. I love this book. The book was so good. I think I, I think it blasted through that in like two days. Uh, it's, I, I not, yeah, I, I think it took me about a week, but just cause of work and I was just putting yeah. it down and yeah. I mean, it's an easy read, which it's is nice. Super easy. But it, and I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're anything like us and you're training, you're just like, God, this book is so fucking relatable and you don't want to put it down. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it, it's just in general, it's a really good book about like, one about the games and yeah. the process of, you know, Katrin kind mm-hmm. of building her up. But it does go into some of the philosophical elements of like what Bergeron believes when it comes to like, again, creating, creating better humans to yeah. make better athletes. For sure. And a lot of those, those notes you can see and hear in Frazier talking and how he talks mm-hmm. and speaks and uh, with interviews and even just like how he, you know, there's, there's a lot of very similar parallels between, like a uh, game mode of Katrin and game mode of Matt. Yeah. In so many ways. And, you know, Cole, same thing. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, again, just similarities with, uh, with Bergeron. I think a lot of it has to do with, I, w- I think a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah. With him working with them. He had a good teacher. Yeah. Dude, I want to. I mean, be. Matt's had good, obviously good teachers all around, but he's had the best. I would imagine he's had the best teachers to, to be where he's at. Yeah. You know. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Though to add on to uh, the whole Bergeron thing, did you hear that their Ber- uh, Bergeron is adding a like uh, a comp train academy? No, I did not hear that. So there's he's going to start up, or it's in the very early stages, and there's not a whole lot of details on it. But apparently, he's going to be starting up something that is like uh, like games athletes, like essentially it's going to be a path to 
the games. games training training and competitors shit so it's going to be like uh some games athletes followed by some kind of regional level bubble bubble athletes mm-hmm. that are all going to be like coming together for like a place to train damn that's dope yeah it's super cool and there's going to be like a qualifying process oh, like shit. yeah so you got to like you have to be selected you into this. To, you have to earn it. Yeah, you got to earn your you spot. Earn I mean, well, I mean, that's you know one of the things in his books too is is he can't train mental toughness. You got to earn it. Like Ben's Ben's definitely seems like the guy is like if you if you want greatness you have to earn it. I'm not gonna hand it to you. Yeah, you know, and and you know, fuck with that academy. You know, nothing's different. Nothing changes. To be a fly on that wall would oh, be a fuck. dream. Fuck. I know, man. Can I just clean the gym like and watch yeah, them dude. work out? Fuck. <laughs> That's what I like. I when I talked I talked to my coach coach about this and I like I kind of passively keep making the joke of like, you know, if there's anything I can do for mm-hmm. you, if there's anything uh, um also can you sneak me into the country? Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'll fucking clean your gym just so I can like listen in on your conversations on like how you work with athletes and how you like think and program and all this stuff. Like I want to absorb and steal all of your information. Absolutely. <laughs> like I, I, I want to, I would, I want to be that person. That Absolutely. sounds amazing. Speaking of other, uh, uh, programming coming to light is, uh, did you know that, uh, both Brooke Wells and Alex Smith moved to proven with, Uh-oh. um, Shane, Shane, yeah. Mr. Or, mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah. They both that. jumped ship to Shane's, to Shane's crew. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. I could uh I could understand the rationale or the thinking behind it. The I think you need to be caught I mean, I'm not a professional CrossFit athlete, so I can't necessarily speak to that, but in general, I think you got to be careful when it comes to coach hopping mm-hmm. by following a trend that you like, okay, you know, Shane has been working with Matt and Tia and they're dominating. What is Shane doing? That's so amazing because in reality, no one's reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. Like we all know the fundamentals of strength and conditioning and how to like manipulate them in such a way to get people going. Like Bergeron has proven it. Like my coach has proven it. Like, you know, the the dudes from misfit OPEX, like we've all like kind of, they've all kind of proven that there is, there is different approaches, but it's, you know, it's, all cut from the same cloth to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and in reality, it's the person that is the driving force behind that. I agree. 100%. Um, you know, because I mean, he's, here's even another, you know, a slight example. Like my coach was working with Brett Fukowski during a time when mm-hmm. he podiumed mm-hmm. and, and uh, he jumped and then he, you know, for, for whatever the case may be, he ended up leaving and he started working with uh brute. And oh my was that your stomach? That was my stomach. Holy crap. Yeah. I, the mic might have picked that up. <laughs> God, it was I hope so, so loud. I hope that picked it up. Um, but, you know, Brent moved over to Brute and had a significant decrease. Yeah. Now, the question is, was that like a rebuilding type of thing where it was a, an expected drop in performance because there's, you know, so many errors and faults that needed to be corrected and capacities that need to be need to be like grown? Right. I would argue no. Um, I would argue no a lot because clearly he was on a path to success because you watched that you watched that, prog- he, that progress. Yeah, he, his his progress rose 
and then when he swapped, it declined. Yeah. And it wasn't one decline year. It was the following year as well. Yeah, it was multiple. Yeah. I mean, then he became more injury-prone, if I remember correctly. Like, he, he wasn't participating in as many competitions because he was recovering from injuries. Yeah. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say yep. I don't know. Oh. I, I that's that's what I read here and there is just but like I'll take your word on it. You don't you don't you didn't see him participating in nearly as much as he was in the previous years. No. You know. I I mean we I get it. Like if you speak to like sports terms, right? We all have rebuilding years and we know rebuilding years last 3 to 5 years, maybe even decades depending on the team. But individual athletes are rebuilding years one rebuilding year. It's not a series <laughs> of years where you're on a steady decline. Yeah, it's I mean Especially with like with Brent, like it wasn't there. Like yes, he had weaknesses, yeah, as most do that aren't Matt, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, but at the same, but but it, clearly he his weaknesses weren't too bad to be able to podium, right? You know, to come. What he, I think he had a second place and a third place finish. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that bad. Mm-mm. Um. Cause like, you know, going back to like your sports thing, like Tiger Woods did that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Tiger Woods would have like a, a, you know, rebuilding season yeah. or a little bit of a season as he like, you know, had somebody else had, had new eyes on him to, you know, his putt or his, you know, swing, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you saw that often over and over again, but it always was a consistent rise yeah. at the end of the day. Is either a rise or a steady stream of straight line activity and then a rise yeah and then straight line and then rise like very much so yeah it was p- positive progress yes it, it trended it trended upwards yeah. regardless um you know speaking back to brooke wells even if she does go to shane um the way she just kind of fell apart this year's games i don't think it'll make a difference Again, it's it's. I think it's the person. Yeah, I think it very much depends on the person, and you know, I and this is not to downplay Shane by any means, right? Because honestly, I have no idea what his stuff looks like. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I can't comment on it. Um, the only things I can comment on are the ones that I've seen, which is like Misfit. I've seen Brute. I've mm-hmm. seen my coach's stuff. I've seen Comp Train. Yeah. Um, I mean, within reason. So, yeah, like. I don't know what it is, but at the but I I can promise that there's no mirror. I mean, I'll eat my hat. I'll eat, what's something else that I can eat <laughs> to say that if uh, if Brooke Wells all of a sudden has like a dominating year, yeah, I'll I don't know. I'll eat something, something else. I'll eat. Uh, I got I got an I got a California flag that I got to eat if Cal if, which is probably going to be soon. I'm not excited about that, so <laughs> can't wait to do that. Well, let's see. She's going to proven so maybe the australian flag well she's not australian though okay well i can't i can't i can't eat the australian flag because that's also disrespectful to my coach he's australian oh that's true okay what's what state is she from brooke i have no idea Uh, we'll have to look that up uh i do no she's from missouri okay then you gotta eat a missouri flag that's fine yeah will that oh will marissa be okay with that i don't know I'll eat some toasted raviolis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat some hot pocket or not hot pockets. Some uh, don't call them that. Sorry, they're uh, pizza rolls. Yeah. I'll eat some pizza rolls for her <laughs> to commemorate the, the the rise of Brooke Wells. The immediate rise. Yeah, but anyway, I I, I think it all like you, you know like we've been saying. I think it's it all comes down to the person's mental capability. Yeah, their, their mental toughness. Because 
like kind of like what Caleb was talking about. Like, you know, it's the suffer fest mm-hmm. realistically. And just like Matt was always saying, you know, he is willing to suffer more than everybody else. And yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if T has ever said it, but I can guarantee that's the same thing. Oh yeah. So yeah. it really is the person who's willing to kind of shut their brain off, let their body do the work, you know, you know, fall back on the training that they've been doing. And, uh, that's that. Yeah. I mean, you could tell, I, I, you know, speaking to just watching it, you could tell in Tia's face on the last event, she was suffering. Oh, it yeah. was painful. And Matt was there to push her through. And it was just that, like, you got to hurt. You got to hurt if you want it. Yeah. You got to hurt if you want it. You know? And she pushed as hard as she could. It hurt. <laughs> she pushed. It looked like it. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. Stupid Atalanta. Fucking Atalanta. Silly workout. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so anyway, hopefully, I mean, I hope the best, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he says best. he's going to, he says in his post that we're going to see more of him now than we did while he was in CrossFit. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to what that means. Yeah. I, I would really love to see, I guess, more of him. Yeah. You know, I think I, w- I wonder now that, you know, I, I wonder if because they he made reference to about like a YouTube thing, mm-hmm. yeah, which would be awesome. I think it launched today. Did it? Yeah, I I just saw on his page is like, oh yeah, uh, subscribe to my YouTube. First video launches at four p.m. today. So there we go. Yeah, Ooh, curated content. Yeah, even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't see why he won it, and I would love. I think a lot of people would love to be able to see kind of the the inner workings, the the non competitor mm-hmm. of like. Who is Matt? Like, yeah. what is Matt doing on a day-to-day type of thing? Like, maybe not even day-to-day, but just, like, what? Like, the thing that I, I'm always curious about is, like, what does your training look like? Yeah. Um, You think he'll post that? I mean, if he's not competing anymore, what, what does he have to lose? Giving people the Matt advantage, the Frazier advantage. I don't think anybody's going to have that advantage. Oh. Again, because I don't, I don't think... I don't think there's some secret advanced like training concept that nobody's ever thought of that Matt is doing that nobody, none of these other top athletes are doing like he is just willing to do it all. Maybe he's going to sell his DNA. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to do like the, uh, uh, like the Belle Delphine and sell like her spit and like <laughs> the game, the gamer girl bathwater. <laughs> That's so gross. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, every every sweat towel wipes off, and then he like you know he's got his YouTube page, so you see it's authentic. Yeah, yeah. Wipes it, signs it, puts it in a bag, sells it. Puts it in a little air uh, airtight bag. Yeah. And sends it off to the nearest person who wants to sniff it. Fifty fifty bucks, fifty bucks towel. Hell yeah. And they're hand towels. Oh, he'd make you could sell it. Oh man, he yeah, he'd make way more money then. I know some I know some people who are into some gross stuff, <laughs> and uh, he could sell some other articles of clothing after a workout for significantly more talking like his underwear people would people buy that stuff his banana hammock i don't i don't foresee matt being a thong guy (laughs) i'm sure people would pay a lot of money for that though (laughs) yes (laughs) 100 percent. want his like socks after a workout oh god oh yeah we used to uh i'd take his shoes i'd take i'd take some signed shoes by matt okay signed shoes is a different thing it's an autographed piece of like memorabilia type of thing what if he signed his boxers i mean maybe but that's that's a little bit on the weirder side <laughs> not to kink shame any uh underwear loving folks out there but but so like 
there is a um so Craigslist used uh-huh. to have I don't know if it still has it, but they have uh like missed connections. Do you ever I, I do remember those. Read those. I those do are remember so those. good. So we used to have uh at the health club that I used to work at it was connections it was 24 hour it was a 24 hour gym oh shit and so we had uh we would find uh like condoms or uh we often found empty bottles of like wine or alcohol which we were all like what is it where is what is this where and how is this happening yeah um but so we would go on craigslist and look at like the the uh, misconnections and people would like post, be like, hey, we're going to go to, you know, this health club at like two in the morning. If you see this, like, I'll see you there. And what would have to, and we would do like essentially sting operations. But within that, we would see people be like, oh, I saw, you know, you know, six foot something, whatever, uh-huh. like leave your socks in this locker after you're done working out type of thing. Wow. Yeah. We would say all the time. Yeah, we would do these like sting operations as we would try and like catch people. And that be, like, is some creepy shit. Be like, gotcha. You know, and the the worst part about it is like, like three blocks away, yeah. was a was a essentially a sex house. <laughs> like it was a ba- it was a bathhouse. Yeah, everybody knew what was going on in there. Yeah, this you know men's only club. Um, so it was really weird that we were finding like. Uh, sexual remnants in this gym locker room. You're just like, guys, just, just go down the street. Go down the street. Just go down the street. The membership's cheap. Yeah. It's cleaner. You can do it all you want. <laughs> like, I don't got to clean your shit up. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to do that. Oh. Uh, that was somebody else's job. I just sat in the office and laughed hysterically Jeez. as I'm just like, you have to deal with this? I'm sorry. That sucks. <laughs> but point being, I'd be pissed. But point being is uh, Matt can make a lot of money. Just, you know, sell his underwear and socks after a training session. That's and true. Somebody will buy it yeah. for way more money. If than you're you desperate would, for money, Matt. Feel for way more money than yeah. you would think. <laughs> so in case you're curious about some of the 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 unspoken sides of, you know, the fetish world, mm-hmm. there you go. Now you know that this exists out there. Yeah. As well as Ryan's wiki feet page. I don't have one yet. <laughs> I need to post more photos of my feet and I need to get, get people out there. You need to do individual toes or you need to sell those. Individual toe picks. Oh, I was like, sell my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, those two. Yeah, just lop them off. Yeah, you don't need them. You don't need them. Uh, apparently, you know, the the pinky toe is going to be, evolutionarily speaking, is supposed to fall off at some point in time. So, you know. So is California, but <laughs> who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Got to capitalize now. Oh, man. Well, um, anything else you wanted to add on to... Uh, our boy Matt, our, bo- our boy Matt. You know, um, congratulations to you, man, for having such a successful career. You're probably never going to listen to this, but <laughs> congratulations anyway. Um, keep being the goat. Yeah, keep at it. Um, oh, I'm- also, also, eat some junk food, man. You deserve it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I saw something that he was talking about. Finally, like being aesthetic. Uh huh. Like actually looking like he's fit. <laughs> I would love to see like a super ripped mat. Oh man! Just just out of curiosity, instead of just a, like a thick furry mat. Yeah, like I want to <laughs> I want to see like like veins coming out of his belly button type of like ripped. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like I want I want. I don't think I've seen 
Veins coming out of anybody's belly button. Oh, I got some photos to show you. My oh, friend. Jesus. It's not of me, sadly. <laughs> Damn it. Not yet. I've seen that belly button. You've seen my belly button. There's always a lint in it. Yeah. I like I took my shirt off when I was like training today and I like scratched my hand and I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. And I pulled out like a big chunk of lint Fuck. from my belly button. <laughs> and I was like, hey, hello. I, I I do that too. It's fucking gross. It's gross. <laughs> um it smells gross. Well, you gotta you gotta shower, bro. I do. I just fucking, you know, after you work out and you take your shirt off, you just put your finger in there and you're like, oh my god. I don't know that I've ever noticed a smelly belly button. No, the lint. Oh, the, the belly lint. button. Yeah, the lint smells gross. I mean, I can't smell my own belly button. I mean, you like put a finger in, like. Well, I figured that's just the lint smell. I don't think it's the lint that smells. Oh. Unless you're wearing smelly shirts. It might be. I mean, I have to do fucking burpees and push ups all the goddamn time, so I'm on the floor. <laughs> Clean your floor. Oh, fuck. You're, you're just making it worse for yourself. I am just making it worse. <laughs> So, dirty floor, dirty shirt, dirty, floor, dirty, dirty shirt. belly button, <laughs> dirty belly button lint. <laughs> um, uh, the one thing that I wanted to say was, now that um, the number one contend, the number one contender mm-hmm. is gone, uh, who do you think might be uh, following the ranks? Ricky Gerard. He's he. Uh, that's next year. Oh, next next year he can come back. Um. You, how do, how disappointing do you think he is now knowing that he can't beat Matt? I think he's pissed. <laughs> I think he's absolutely pissed, but he's probably talking shit like, yeah, I bet that pussy wasn't ready for me. And it's like, mm, he was afraid. That's why he retired. Yeah, I was, he's been waiting for you. Uh, I mean, he, he beat you on during a, a year of using using illegal yeah, substances. Of getting tainted supplies. Yeah, so uh, I think um, he beat you when you're off of it. Just. I think... After, I mean, it's hard to tell, right? We only have last year's sample to go off of. Um, I think Noah obviously is the top contender because he's done so well over the last three, four years to keep on par with Matt. Um, I think that's who everybody wants. I think well. that's who everybody wants. People want him to be good. I, you know who I want? I actually want Justin Medeiros to come skyrocketing out of the out of the gate. I I really want him to do another top three. I'd be really i'd I'd be really interested to see how how he does with a larger, like a full field. Yeah, I I agree. You know, like that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's hard to base this year's games off of last year's sample. Totally. You know, we're going, we're going back from potentially we're going back from five to 50. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to say. I mean, the fan favorites, obviously Noah, I'd love to see, uh, Brett come back. I'd love to see uh, Patrick come back. Um, <laughs> BKG. I'd I'd love to see Cole get something other than fifth. What <laughs> oh. Cole? Uh, just continue to win the spirit of the games for being just he, the best I, guy. Hey, he's he's a really good guy. I love his Instagram. He loves his wife. He loves food. That's a good dude right there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I think I think my favorite. Just to just to watch and hopefully he succeeds is Justin Medeiros. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, as far as the women's side, what do you think? Well, Tia. I mean, Tia's still there, so she hasn't retired her announcement or, or uh, she hasn't announced announced her retirement. Her retirement? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she hasn't yet. So oh, as okay. of right now, I'm just gonna keep my uh, keep keep assuming that she's gonna win, <laughs> uh, which is a very safe bet at this yeah. point. I wonder. I mean. You know, I love my girl, Katrin. I, I would love to see her, you know, back to the top, back to the top again. 
Um, but Haley Adams. Again, we're looking to go from a five-pack to a 50-pack. I would still love to see her battle. Yeah, I agree. Just battle. I think uh, I'd be... Yes, I would be very interested to see see how she would do. Yeah. Um, assuming, you know, I think one of her, you know, her biggest weaknesses is just one her size mm-hmm. and that she's not strong. Yeah. Strong strong comparatively. Right. So I think that's going to be one of her, just, you know, assuming that she's, I feel like it's a safe assumption that she's been putting time and effort into into the, that aspect of it. But yeah. I would, I would feel like it might be a year or two before we would see her kind of like you know peak yeah to not peak but you like get to a point where she is in the running with the top five at all times yeah 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 because she i mean clearly she has the makings for it yeah for Uh, sure i don't think there's a question about that i mean even 2019 we saw her make it all the way to the end and like the competition side um just didn't you know didn't didn't podium Mm -hmm. um or you know I don't remember what place she came in, but yeah, I think, I think give it, give her a couple of maybe a year or two to kind of build up the strength, yeah. the literal strength. Mm-hmm. And as, and assuming everything else just kind of progresses proportionately, she'd yeah. be, she'll be a contender for sure. Yeah. I don't see why she wouldn't. Um, Outside of like catastrophic injury. Right. Of course. You know, and knock on wood, that doesn't happen. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Kari Beast, Kari Pierce did good last year. The, <laughs> The, so when they did the, again, I keep referencing the fittest. Yeah. So my frustrate, again, a little frustrations with it is they could have done so many good things with, <laughs> with when they talked about the 19 games, my favorite one. Cause so at the very end, they were showing the ringer event and, and I was like, Oh, I'm like, hopefully they're going to show it where Carrie Pierce just like face plants. <laughs> do you remember that yes on the toaster rings yes yes and so marissa was like what are you talking about and i was like there's like i'm like there's this i'm like they, they're gonna have to show it like it was such an icon like an iconic yeah. thing and especially from like the from the uh the the viewer or the front angle like whoever was um recording like the the the, the games yeah it was like front and center of just watching her go like bloop, yep as she like falls off the rings and just like face plants right on, onto the like mat. belly flops right on the mat <laughs> so i was like they're gonna have to show it they're gonna have to show it and uh so they're just going they're going they're going and it's like out of the the edge of the screen oh you see it and Flap. and it just and then they just move on <laughs> and but it but it the focus wasn't on right. carrie pierce yeah so i was like no and i was like did you watch it and marissa's like i didn't even see i don't know she's like i have no idea what you're talking about yeah. I was like, god damn it i'm like it's not in the focus so like I like backtrack and I was like look at the corner of the screen and just watch, and it's like toes to bar, toes to ring, toes to ring, toes to ring, boop, yeah. like face, like you know belly flop, and she's like oh my god, <laughs> and I was like there's so many things you're not seeing right now it's so frustrating that that was hilarious <laughs> that was hilarious, I'm sure it wasn't hilarious for her but for viewers at home though you hilarious. know I feel like. I've had I've had like in competition like super weird things happen mm-hmm. where it's like just in such ridiculousness that you just go, okay, like, yeah. all right. Like you just have to kind of like laugh Yeah, where you're like, this is so outlandish that, uh, all right. <laughs> you just kind of got to like brush it off and laugh about it. Cause I like, luckily have never had that happen to me. Cause I'd be super pissed, embarrassed, I, but pissed, <laughs> um, on. So that, that competition that I was, uh, competed against Sam dancer, mm-hmm. 
uh, one of the workouts, super weird, was uh, they had this like pseudo kind of track setup, uh-huh. and uh, um, kind of on the inside of this, Jesus, on the inside of this of uh, this arena. And so it was, there was two lanes to it. You had to do some barbell piece and like double unders or something like that. It was jump rope. I can't, I can't remember all of it. Uh-huh. Um, but in between those events, you had to run around the, like run track. around this track. Yeah. And then once you hit your lane, you had to run around it backwards. Didn't make any sense. People were very confused, but that's what we had In to reverse do. or actually backwards? You had to like run backwards around the event what the fuck yeah yeah so there was one lane for forward one lane for backwards we also had to do to- uh like wall walks in that competition and they i don't even remember but back back when the standard was nose to wall yeah nose or well i remember belly to wall but yeah nose to wall so when we were doing <laughs> that that so that within that event i they were talking about like all right you know standard is nose to wall and we we're like and everybody was like what they're like, you realize we're doing this for speed. Yeah. And they're like, yes. And you got to touch your nose to the wall. And so we were like, I I was watching the first heat go and people were like speeding up and then like falling have, over. No, they oh. were just like having their head back super far so they can like slam their body up against the wall and then like watch them slowly like Doop. dip their head down to like <laughs> touch their nose and hear the good from the, the coach or from oh. the ref and then like walk back out and do it again. It was weird. That's so annoying. Yeah. But so on that event, um, I totally ate it oh. on the uh, on the backwards on the nose run. Wall? No, 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 the backwards <laughs> run. God, no. I was so terrified of that event. Uh, the note, like the yeah, wall walk Yeah, I would be too. So, but yeah, so I was like, I forget what the workout was. It was, it was something about a rounds. And so I was making my way through it. I was like, I was pretty beat. And uh, at one point, like I was trying to like round the corner. And my just feet just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't feet They're anymore. Like, nope. Tripped around it. And I just like just ate it <sighs> and just like bit, like just flat on my back. Damn. And I like stood back up and I was like, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and just like start running backwards just keep again. Going. Yeah. It was so good because it was like it wasn't even like a graceful fall. No, like it's like one of those like uh, uh like cartoon falls where someone like oh where shit. they like you know they trip and they just immediately hit the floor yeah like in Family Guy. That's kind of what it was. Like I was just walking backwards. It was just like pop, ah. just smash the back. Yeah, and I was like ah ah because <laughs> <laughs> like there was other people that like tripped, but they managed to like catch themselves like, or you know, either catch themselves or like they would just roll. Yeah, you know, like uh like in gymnastics or something. Nope, just just flat on my Not flat on my back. You were just like ass to grass. That's it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Um, yeah, I did not I, win that. Event. I don't think I've ever had anything like that happen to me in an event or in a, in a competition. Luckily, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the other the other one that was really funny is uh, so the first time I've ever been on a salt bike was at another you know another competition Mm -hmm. and uh it was one minute max calories on the assault bike again have never been on the bike before did not know how to set it up yeah didn't know anything never used any of those like like the closest thing i was ever on was an elliptical when it came to like hand and feet movement right so hop on they're like three two one go 
It was like bench press. That's what it was. I had to do like a minute max bench press prior to that. It was like a one minute rest and then the, and then the assault bike and like three, two, one go. And I'm just like, you know, head down pushing and as hard as I possibly can. Cause I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And like one minute's done and I'm like dying. And my friend, my friend Trent, who I was compete like, you know, was competing with, he, uh, he goes, dude, he's like, and I was like, did I I'm like, did I do well? I'm like what happened? He's like, you, you pedaled backwards the entire time. Oh shit. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, please tell me it's still registered. And, uh, apparently, apparently I set the standard for people fucking it up because <laughs> for whatever reason, backwards was like, was given everybody like double numbers. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. So because, so there, I mean, I did not win that competition. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I came in fourth. Top 10, baby. Top 10. But I actually did pretty well on that one. Um, but they, uh, they ended up, I ended up winning that event. Jesus Christ. Because I had like, I had like 70 something calories. In which is, one minute? Which is not a real thing. No. Like, that's not a thing. So, so everyone was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, I've never been on a assault bike before. <laughs> and I wrote it. And I was like, and apparently I wrote it backwards. So then people saw and like then did that too. And yeah. it was giving like these weird false readings. And so because, you know, people were following along that trend, they were just like, well, we're just going to kind of say no. <laughs> and just kind of like nix that entire event. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I almost won an event by doing Accident. it wrong <laughs> and somehow winning but i mean is that technically a standard it's not right like you're not required to pedal forward it's just you pedal the assault bike i mean and max calories i was just like i don't care that's insane to be honest oh but we cheating next one <laughs> we riding backwards i don't know if i don't know if that has the same effect i mean this was god this was like seven years ago uh, well, we could test it on my assault bike. We could. I'm not going to. No, but we could. Yeah, we could. I'm not that interested. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna do a minute forward and then a minute backwards. Have fun. Good luck. I mean, I'm not gonna do it in the same day. <laughs> I'm just gonna write it down. One week apart. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my legs and my lungs fully back. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So so that I've had two goof ups. That one was funny. I guess both of them are funny. They're both uh, pretty funny. But one of them. One of them. One of them won you an event. One that had to. Get nixed. Yeah, I was so mad. I was, I was, I was kind of frustrated because I was like, "Damn it, I suffered. Like, I suffered through that." Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I was like, you could. I was like, whatever. Like, it wasn't gonna win me. Like, I wasn't gonna win yeah. because of that one thing. Like, the dude, the two, there was these two brothers who ended up winning beforehand, um, and that was, uh, that was it. I miss those days. I miss some of those days because, like, back in that, back at that time. It was, you know, they would post one, they would post their, like the heats and all mm-hmm. this stuff early. And so I remember me and Trent, uh, the night before we, uh, I was like, all right, you take heat one, I'll take heat two. And we just like searched every single person for the open to see where their rankings were. Yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, there's this person we're like, okay, we could beat this person. Like, oh yeah, we'll definitely get this one. And they're like, oh, this guy finished in the hundred, like, let's fingers crossed we could beat them. <laughs> Um, I was able to like look everybody you were up. Fucking scouting. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we were definitely trying to scout it out and see like who who do we have competition yeah, wise for sure. 
uh yeah it was pretty awesome i think i only did that for like gym names i'd be like i don't know this gym i'm gonna beat them <laughs> i know this gym i'm definitely gonna beat them well it's hard. it's yeah it's it's kind of hard to do that I, it's hard to do that now yeah because some people just don't do the open yep or um uh, they're like they or they just don't put out like heat lists like that yeah so or like you know teams or you don't get it till day of when you're actually at the event yeah yeah so who knows Eh. fun times well hopefully this year they bring back competitions maybe hopefully this year they open up gyms (laughs) also maybe yeah (laughs) hopefully this year you eat a flag and then they open up i don't want to eat a flag (laughs) i don't want to do that i said that out of anger and frustration the uh but one-on-one personal training is available there you go in person inside a gym Mm mm-hmm so if you're uh, if you're down to clown, hit us up. Outdoor training is as accessible yeah, if you're I, wearing a mask. Outdoor training's silly. Yeah, you can you can see me, and barbells and plates <laughs> and pull up stuff, and it'll just be me and you, just clanging and banging, clanging and bang. So that's the weights in not, the in the you and Ryan in the Church of Iron. <laughs> Also, my uh, I if you uh, uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans, you can get access to my sweaty gym clothes post training. Yes. So you know, just throw it out there. Socks are five dollars each, or seven dollars for the pair. <laughs> it's fifteen for a ZJ. <laughs> or Z job. ZJ. 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 What's a ZJ? If you don't know what it is, you can't afford it. If you have to ask, you if can't you have afford to ask, it. Yeah. God damn it! <sighs> Messing them up. Fuck. That's fine. Uh, anything else you want to add onto the topic? I think that's it. I think, uh, you know, we spent a good uh, five stars, five gold medals on the uh, triple F. <laughs> Fun Fraser facts. Fun Fraser facts. Yeah. Well, dominating a, 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 a legend in the sport of CrossFit. And in our hearts. And in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Eric... Where can people find us? People can find us at another period rep period podcast on our Instagram, or you can email us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, shout out to all of our listeners. We got uh, an email saying we reached a thousand downloads on Podbean alone. Massive milestone that's huge that's for so us. exciting yeah i got a little misty eyed this morning i was so happy when i was i wrote up a little like you know a little little post on my yeah. own personal page and i was sitting there and just like this is so awesome i was i mean i was pissed because i got the email at 150 this morning and my phone <laughs> vibrated and woke me up but then when i woke up at like 7 30 to see what it was i was like oh shit that's awesome yeah yeah so so yeah, thanks man. thanks for listening huge, and subscribing and downloading huge thank you to everybody that listens like yeah. we don't make any money off this this Mm-mm. is purely for our own personal enjoyment yeah and yeah. fun and we're glad you're enjoying it with us yeah seriously <laughs> i i will you know nothing nothing gets me more excited especially like you know just hearing the different people that listen to it from like friends to my mom who's yeah. really laughing pretty hard at the the up dog stuff <laughs> Um, what's up dog <laughs> what smells up dog <laughs> she uh she she loved it and so it's 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 so awesome to be able to hear people like 
enjoying this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have, like, I'm not, elo- I feel like I'm not eloquent enough to explain, like, the kind of the, the joy that I feel, but hell yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm happy too. You know, I, I'm, I, I love hearing, or I love hearing and I love reading, like, uh, you know, uh, my friend Bethany reached out and she's like, you know, congratulations. I love your guys episode. And then, you know, like Melissa reach out, CK reaches out like they they just love it. And I, I love hearing it. I love yeah. getting the feedback that you guys love it. It's like it's one of those weird things because it's like, you know, on a on a selfish note, I did this for myself mm-hmm. because it's something I've always kind of wanted to do. Yeah. Um, And then kind of collectively and correct me if i'm wrong like we're kind of doing it for ourselves because it's fun like together oh, like fuck it's, yeah. it's awesome yeah absolutely and like the the fact that people are listening to it and enjoying it's it is even like better such an icing <laughs> like a cherry on top of like the icing on the cake um to make it so much more it adds like a level of worth it yeah um that i don't know how to describe yeah no i i agree it's indescribable the feeling <laughs> is indescribable it's awesome it's just fun so <laughs> massive thank you and yeah listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts yeah hell yeah so we'll uh, see you next time see you guys oh boy